Hi, I'm Tina Spangler with TLC Barrels, and welcome to my podcast. This is Q&A number 180, made for my online coaching group. Uh, it is January 23rd of 2024, and if you're new to listening to my podcast, you can find uh, TLC Barrel Horse Training or Tina Spangler TLC on Facebook, and that's where the virtual coaching group is as well. Um, If you are interested, just reach out to me at tlcbarrels.com and I'll get you set up with the online coaching group. Uh, First, I would like to go ahead and welcome some new members. Willie, um, and Willie is in Africa. She actually was a member before, so she's a rejoin. And then we have eight new members uh, from my clinic this weekend in Crystal River, Florida at Fly and Feather. By the way, Fly and Feather Farms in Crystal River. If you haven't been there, you should definitely check it out. They'll be having MBHA District 6 barrel races there this year and other events. Uh, they had something special for Christmas. It's a beautiful facility, and Chad and Willow and their family are the most uh, kindest, hospitable clients I've had. And they're just not of all my clients, but it, they're in the top with my clients. And um, I've known them for, gosh, I think 10 years or longer. They're just wonderful people. So, but welcome Stephanie, Carrie, Dixie, Sarah, Beth, Kim, Maya, and Lily, all from Florida. So, welcome to the group. Um, when you come to a clinic, you get a free month in the group, and usually a few will stay on with the group um, afterwards. So, that's always awesome because I love being a part of your journey. Um, I'd like to go ahead and share a little story before we get into the topic and the questions today. Um, When I do clinics, you know, it's always, to me, doing clinics, it's always uh, fun to get to know um, new horses and new riders. Um, I've been doing different clinics this year. I've added pole bending, I've added horsemanship, and the reason why is because for, I think, 23 years now in Florida, I've done the barrel racing and horsemanship, and horsemanship's always been a big part of it. Uh, but pole bending was always one drill that we did and I just never felt like I got a got enough time on horsemanship or enough time on poles so I thought it'd be fun to go ahead and separate them and I know people have asked me to do clinics um, for like advanced barrels and I could possibly add like second time clinics but generally when you come to my barrel clinics um, you know for some people they don't want to do some of the things they've done before they want to do things that are a little bit more advanced and i get that and i might go ahead and add those it's just a little bit harder to decide where to add them because you know my clients are spread out all over florida um and then of course in other states too with the coaching group there's 26 states and and two internationals as well so so what i find in my barrel clinics is i can coach a beginner or advanced um some people come to several And um, I just, the more advanced people, I give them more advanced drills and the beginners can learn and watch from them. And then of course, um, you know, the beginners, we just go at a pace, even if they have to stay at a walk longer, you know, that's uh, what we do. So, but it was cold on that clinic day. January tends to be a cold clinic, but we're still warmer than most every other state in the United States. So I, I, um, I was happy for sunshine and no rain and that's always makes for a good clinic day so i will take a cold morning start it ended up being nice by lunchtime and of course uh, everything else went well but i just wanted to say that um 
that I really, horsemanship is a lifelong journey. Um, in my years, not only training nine of my own personal horses, but thousands of clients' horses, starting over 100 babies under saddle, um, you know, at least, you know, probably 500 horses that I've started um, on basics and barrels over the years. Um, you know, 25 years of training horses, you, you train a lot of horses. So, but what I find is all that experience every horse teaches me, I also learn uh, a lot about people. And once you're a clinician for 25 years, you really learn how to coach people. So you'll find in life, you'll meet people that are really good jockeys or really good trainers, but maybe they don't teach well. Or you'll find really good teachers who don't train. And you know, that's, that's not uncommon in our barrel racing community. Um, I think of Ed and Martha Wright. Ed Wright did the clinics and started the Colts, and Martha Josie, I'm excusing Martha, his wife, Martha Wright. She did the uh, training of the barrels and the competition on the barrels. And he might start them a little bit. He mostly did the basics and then the clinics, and then she did the. So, so here he did clinics all over the United States, but never entered barrel races. So, um, and I think of another one like Phil Hake, and um, and he was more of a reigning guy but yet he teaches horsemanship. So that's why horsemanship is so important. Horsemanship, whether you are a barrel racer, a rainer, uh, an adventure, dressage, it's important for everything. So so what I that's why adding the horsemanship clinics, I think is key because it starts from the ground up. Do you have respect on the ground? Does your horse um, you know, have communication of cues on the ground? And then tie that into the saddle. Do you have all your fancy buttons that you need on your horse because that's one thing I'm going to talk about today is mistakes that show up with speed. So let me go ahead and move on from that and or I could spend an hour just on that but um, I do want to say that's why I'm adding new clinics if you've been wondering oh she looks she's doing horsemanship or bull bending now and that's why because I think they need more attention than just the, the little one hour that they get the one or two hours that they get. I, I feel like a full day of them are really important as well. So this month, uh, challenges in the group, uh, the uh, mental game, it's your January, you're supposed to have picked your slogan or your word for the year. For the group, I picked be positive. Uh, you're supposed to be journaling uh, your goals and, and um, you know what things you wanna work on, what things you're proud of. Um, I've asked you to do a couple videos, uh, video challenges in the group this month. Um, the training challenge video is big and small circles, no poles or barrels. You can set up cones if you want, just so you can you know, keep your small circles about 10 foot. But um, you'll also do a loose rein whoa and a rollback when you change directions off of the big circle. There are videos in the group for that, so you can see it. Um, if you can't find it, let me know and I'll tag you in it or send it to you private. And um, you can send me a video of you doing that, you know, one to three minutes long, and I'll add you to the drawing for a prize. It, I love seeing how you train at home. I think we have about nine people that have done it so far. Um, we have about 15 personal bests, and we've had about seven people do the uh, other video, which is the uh, get to know the members where you're supposed to tell us what you were happy about from 2023 you know a goal that you met or something and that you were happy about and then also what you're excited about for 2024 with your horses or life in general and um, so definitely want to hear from you on that 
Um, yesterday, I had that clinic Sunday, so yesterday I spent the day doing um, videos, reviews for the clinic and also lessons. So today I have about 14 videos to do for the group, so I will be working on those. Um, I have 14 videos on the list, so I'll be starting that. It's already 6 in the morning, and I'm already at it because I have a group lesson tonight with five riders. So I want to get the videos done before my lesson this evening. Um, so let's see here. Um, what else? What else? Did I talk about everything? Um, so, yeah, so for the skill um, this month, it is just going to be um, checking and making sure all your... Um, you know basics are solid and then doing that um, training video for me um, and I have a couple questions before I get into the topic um, the mistakes the question that comes up is the mistakes that magnify with speed I can think of ten mistakes that magnify with speed one is your mental game you'll start getting in your head too much and overthinking it or you'll start riding really defensive and instead of trusting your horse you start thinking you know oh I've got to do this or do that you'll you'll maybe override or you'll be overthinking so much that you'll be behind your horse and mechanical some of you get so nervous you just blank out um, and or you get so nervous that you ride really tight and your horse starts acting up in the alleyway so it is important um, that you learn to be calm with speed and calm in competition settings and you just need to treat it you know you have to learn to exhale loosen your whole body from your your head to your toes and just clear your head and just ride like you're at home ride to your spots the same cues you would use and um you know I know it's easier said than done I know it's not you know you, there's that happy line between so calm that your horse doesn't fire but too hot too up that your horse over fires so you have to find that and that's why you go you know you can train all day long in your backyard where you can go to lessons or practice and you can make pretty practice runs but until you go to competitions and get where you can um, ride in competition like you do at home that's just a seasoning process and it's just part of it <clears throat> and so your goal should always be to be having consistency with speed and realize there is a seasoning and education with speed so the second thing I think of that happens magnifies with speed is old rider habits so maybe you, when you go faster, start looking down your horse's neck and looking at the barrel or lifting your hand across the withers. So those are old habits that you maybe mastered slow, but come back with speed. So you just got to keep telling yourself, you know, those might be your two things you say when you go down the alleyway, low hands, ride to my spots. You know, that might be what you need to tell yourself. Um, for horses, sometimes old horse habits come back. So maybe the, the horse, before you got him, somebody frammed on him a little bit at first barrel or he was dropping his shoulder bad at second or third. And you've had to fix it slow and he's good slow, but then it kind of comes back faster. So with that, you may have to make some changes and use more leg, look at a, a different spot in your run, um, stay slower, longer in competition until they're ready to go faster. You just have to make adjustments. Uh, the fourth thing is holes and foundation. That's a big one. Um, when you have holes in your foundation, they definitely, if you can't do a perfect circle at a walk, trot, and lope, 10 foot controlled, 
you're definitely gonna have holes in your pattern when you go fast, okay? So if you're not able to low perfect circles, 10 feet, three each way, controlled with good form, you know, where you have the horse's eye guided to the inside, the shoulder feels, and rib cage feels soft to the up and out, and, and the hip fills in and under with the pivot foot where you feel them reach with their shoulders, push with hips. Biomechanically, everything's correct. They're not hollowed in the back. They're not swinging their butt. They're not over bending their head and neck. Everything feels correct, collected, um, controlled, smooth. You're helping them very little. Um, those are all things that you need to have in order for it to go well. Um, education with speed, number five. Um, you know, sometimes people go from a lope to a run and there's a lot of speed, there's a lot of different levels between the lope and the run. So some horses, you have to float them to that first throw. You can't go full out. Their motor's too big. They can't mentally handle it. So take them a little easier to first and then let their speed build more to second and third. And that's okay. They can still clock like that. Some of you, your horses will, if you send them faster, they have wide, ugly turns and you clock two seconds slower than if you would have went easier and wrapped each barrel. So, um, so keep that in mind as well. The sixth thing is muscle memory. Muscle memory might be solid at a walk trot canter, but it, then it falls apart uh, when you go faster. So that again, it takes going, you know, go once a week or twice a month and that will get better as well. But, you know, watch your videos, watch your pictures, um, you know, pick one thing that went well in your run and one thing you want to do better. The seventh thing is fitness. Is your horse fit enough? Are you riding them enough during the week? Three, four rides a week or pony them or uh, hot walk them or something, but getting them fit, doing some drills so they're using the same muscles they would use in competition. Uh, what about the rider? Are you fit enough? You know, when I was training horses, and riding six horses a day easily five days a week and competing one day a week and then one family day out doing something physical um, I was pretty active all the time plus taking care of that many horses training horses boarding horses my own horses it was non-stop and then when my hip got injured I found myself not being as active when I stopped training horses not as active so if you have a desk job or you're not as active like me I do videos more now you have to say, hey, not only do I want to ride and do my barn chores, but I need to work out 30 minutes. Maybe add walking or strength training or, or Pilates. Um, are you fit enough? You know, do you find when you're post-trotting, you're getting winded? Um, do you find that your muscles hurt after you ride um, the next day? You know, watch your fitness. Number eight, seasoning in new pins or making multiple runs. Um, that's a that that shows up with speed as well because sometimes when you're going to new arenas you might need to exhibition or you might need to slow things down to build their confidence or you just need to go to new pins so that you clock as good like some of you youth riders you'll use your open as an exhibition your youth and you usually do better but if you get dependent on two runs every time to be good you're not going to do well in a, a high school rodeo setting where you get one shot or a pro rodeo where you get one shot you know not you know not like a super show almost always Friday runs are not as fast as Saturday runs because people get better with the second run but rodeo atmosphere you have to be your best the first time out so uh, also multiple runs when you're at super shows do you know if your horse is going to get more run or more rate on their second and third runs are they going to get hotter or more laid back um, getting to know your horses is so important. That's why we journal. 
and we remember okay in a three-day study my horse does this you know and, and you just know your horse nobody's gonna know their horse no nobody's gonna know your horse as well as you do because you're the one who spends every day with them grooming them warming them up riding them just quality time with them um, you're gonna know your horse better than anybody so write it down remember when you change something you can always go hey something's changed with my horse let me look back at my notes and what has changed have I changed anything number nine weak spots so every horse and I talked about this in the clinic this weekend has strengths and weaknesses um, you want to really keep those strengths developed but every horse is gonna have a weakness maybe they overbend maybe they're super stiff maybe they're more rollbacky than four-wheel drive so you just have to adjust maybe they're more go than whoa maybe they're more whoa than go you just have to tune them up based on what they need for their weaknesses. Maybe they get hot. Maybe they're a little too dull. Um, maybe they're overly sensitive. Uh, you just have to work with what you've got and meet them where they're at. But always be trying to keep their strength strong but develop their weaknesses. And then finally, number 10, um, you need to give things like a month or at least four to seven runs to get new habits. So don't get impatient. You know, sometimes I have people join the online group in a week. They're not it's like, oh, my horse isn't any better. It's only been a week of doing the drills. Do the drills for a month and see if you haven't made some really nice changes. Uh, usually 20 to 30 rides in slow work is going to make a huge difference in a horse. And usually four to seven runs is going to make a huge difference in a horse if you're focused on making those changes that you need to make. The next question was about training ups and downs and competition ups and downs and how to handle it. First of all, just know that everybody has it and every every horse has a bad day, every rider has a bad day. It's very common. And that's why the, the slogan for this year for the group is be positive. And like I mentioned earlier, find one good thing in every ride or every run that you're happy with and pet your horse for it. And then find one thing that you wanna work on by looking at your videos, your photos, or just knowing when you come out of the arena, what you need to work on. Like I mentioned in my clinic this weekend, I cannot promise you you will never have a bad run again, but I will promise you if you study my program, you will come out of the arena and know what you did wrong and what you need to do better because I can help you with the lessons, the video reviews, and of course the books and the, um, challenges and all of that all those things are going to teach you hey i missed my spot hey i overused my hands i looked at the barrel i you know didn't sit when i should have sat you know my shoulders were in front of my hips you know things like that you'll start paying attention i was leaning i you know whatever you'll know what you did right or wrong or i didn't tune my horse correctly or i overrode all of those things you'll start to know what you did or didn't do so the next thing is um the question is about being uh, horses being disrespectful so oftentimes you'll see that um, you'll see that on the drills like um, you'll see a horse maybe or you're doing slow work on a drill or dry work or the barrel pattern if they even even at all take a step off and you're sure it's respect and not a pain issue you need to address it right away and the best way to do it is to do a one rein stop so if I was going to take his nose the horse's nose to my foot with my left hand 
then after I get them stopped, I'm gonna immediately, and you have to do this within three seconds of them doing that. So let's say I'm working a circle and this horse just leaves and goes south, you know, 10 feet. I'm gonna do a one rein stop and I'm gonna put my left leg in the back cinch and disengage their hindquarters while I have their nose with my left hand. And I'm gonna bump with my hand and my foot together and ask that horse to disengage two or three times. And I'm gonna say, quit. And then I'm gonna go right back to what I was doing, whether it's going around a barrel or a circle, or they didn't want to go in the alleyway, whatever it is. So some horses will disrespect green or novice riders or youth riders or passive riders or nervous riders. So um, you have to be assertive. You have to be a calm, confident leader, but you also have to be the boss mare. Look at a herd of horses. They have a pecking order. And if you're not on top, they'll certainly take it from you. I'm not saying be mean or aggressive or abusive. I'm just saying being assertive. Um, it's just like a horse that crowds you. You know, you have to constantly be telling them, this is my space, this is my space, and and remind them of that. So um, <clears throat> those are things that you just have to be assertive about. If you wanna go into their space and pet them and love on them, that's fine, but they can't come into your space without permission. So um, that's something that you have to just develop into that horse. So, um, so we, I'm going to get into the topic now. It's been about 10 minutes on that. Um, we, we, um, we did about a month now on biomechanics. We, I asked you questions. I asked you, um, to pay attention when you rode and what it meant when you dropped your shoulder, sat on your inside hip or your outside hip or both hips, or when you used your hands high or low or, you know, different. I, I gave you like 10 questions of things to feel for when you rode. And then we talked about parts, I think one through five, maybe, I think it was. We talked about eyes and body and hands and feet. And um, we talked about a balanced horse last week. Um, so just keeping that in mind, <laughs> as you go into the new year, pay attention to your biomechanics. Um, that's gonna tie into our new topic today, the horsemanship challenge. When every person signs up in the group, they get an email with six free bonuses. The bonuses include my TLC training book. In the training notebook, <coughs> excuse me, if you don't want to print it because it's a lot of pages, um, you can buy it on Amazon for $10 um, if you want to have one in your hand or you can just open it up and look at it on your phone. But there's 75, 74 pages, I think. And there's um, chapter one is choosing the right horse. Chapter two is rider's basics. Chapter three is horse foundation. Chapter four is training the barrel for the barrel pattern. Chapter five is tuning and conditioning a seasoned barrel horse. Chapter seven is common problems and TLC solutions. Chapter eight is medical, dental, nutrition, fear, fitness, and holistic care. Chapter nine is saddles, tack, and equipment. Chapter 10 is hauling and setting goals. Chapter 11 is mental game and positive thoughts. Chapter 12 is the secret chapter for those who want to get to the top level. And chapter 13 is like sponsors and glossary terms and why things were written and all that good stuff. Why my book was written and all that stuff. So <clears throat> so anyways, there's quite a bit of good information in there. The second thing you're gonna get from me is a barrel racing log and performance tracker. Now again, this one, um, you can look at it in the email. You may not wanna print it again because it's 50 pages but you can get it on Amazon for $10. Just go under Tina Spangler Books and you'll see the training notebook and the performance tracker, Barrel Racing Log. So that one, 
I would love for all of you to do that one now because it's January. And um, in there is your mental game. I list um, the top 10 things of, of preparing for mental game in there. Uh, there's also horse health record keeping, which is important because we often forget when was their last Coggins? When was the last dental? When did I worm my horse? Um, what am I, what was I feeding my horse six months ago for supplements and maybe when was their last Adequan or Legend shot? Um, you know, it's good to keep track of your horse's health records and that will keep it there for you. Um, you know, writing it all down, the, keeping your farrier on a five or six week schedule, your body work, all that stuff. So now the barrel racing record is in there too and you can refer to your last barrel race and see how you did or oh last time I was at this arena was six months ago and here's some notes that I made about my ground conditions or my mental game or my warm-up you can even draw your pattern in there um, you write down your your time so then you know what your personal best is you know to be consistent or maybe slightly quicker um, at the end there's a year in summary so you can log how many miles you did and how much entry fees and winnings you had, especially for people that do it as a business or if you're just trying to keep track. Um, there, at the very back of the book are the pages that are really important for everyone to do. Uh, the positivity and vision board. That's where I want you to put, put down your goals, like write in your slogans and things that keep you excited and positive or, or maybe visualizing yourself getting to that that win that you want, that goal that you have. Uh, have your one-year goal written down, and then there's a page for that. There's a page to write down your mental game and your pre-race routine. There's um, your top five skills to improve. There's your horse trailer packing checklist, and also a gratitude page, and a one-minute positive sprint page. That's how you get yourself in the go or no-go zone for competition. So that's there. The other things, um, the other files you're going to get is a horsemanship challenge. Um, it's five parts. There's questions about you and your horse. There's groundwork. There's foundation in the saddle. There's the barrel and pole pattern training. There's a mental toughness part. And it's an outline. And I want you to go through that horsemanship challenge. You can even print that one because it's only a few pages. And make sure that you can do all of these things from the beginning to the end. I want to say it's maybe five or six pages, that one. One, two, three, four. Yeah, I think it's five pages. Yeah, maybe four, maybe five. Anyways, so you'll want to go ahead and print that one. That's not too much to print. There's also the um, TLC Barrels 12-week program part one. And I actually show you a week by week what you should be working on outline. And of course, now mind you, every horse is going to vary. Um, and it's a 12-week program of what you can be doing to develop a calm, confident performance horse. And then, that's at home. Okay, that's at home. And then the second part is a 12-week program for part two. It's for 12 weeks of hauling and competing. Now mind you, you can again... Um, lengthen this 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 one's only one page yeah it's only one page so you can print the other one with this one and it's not very many pages and that's something you can take to the barn and check it off as you go um, now the the second part doesn't have to be 12 weeks it could be one year um, obviously you want to it depends on how some people ride five days a week some people ride two days a week some people haul once a week some people haul once a month so obviously it's going to take you longer 
if you don't go as often or ride as often. So keep that in mind. Um, and then there's a Tina's Tips A to Z. That's just kind of a fun thing. There's also the Colt Starting Program from birth to the first rides. And um, I actually have a lesson coming on Sunday that we're, she's getting ready to get on her Colt. And so we're going to go over all her ground stuff and make sure everything's going well there. Make sure she doesn't have any holes so that the first rides are successful and nobody gets hurt. Nobody gets overpressured or overexposed for the horse or the rider and, um, and all of that. So what I'm going to do, my plan, because it's a new year, we, I've been doing this for three and a half years now in this online coaching group uh, since August of 2020. Every year I've gone over this stuff. And the reason why I go over it every year is we forget things. Like my mom and I were having a conversation on the phone the other day and I could not for the life of me remember exact dates of when certain things happened. And she was like, oh, I can't even remember if you told me this story. So we forget things a year later, you know? Our lives are just so complicated and busy anymore that it's hard to remember what happened a month ago, much less a year ago. So I like to have little refresher courses and you may be things that you just forgot or maybe something I'll say will inspire you. Ooh, I need to work on that, you know? And that's why I do it. So I am gonna be going back over things. I'm gonna start with the horsemanship challenge, I think next week. Um, but I would love for you, if you haven't received your book, I mean, your six, um, six PDFs in an email, send me your email and I'll forward it to you again. Um, maybe you lost it. I, I put that kind of stuff in my save mail. So I can just go to my save mail and find it whenever I want to find something like my books and things like that. So um, for you, that's how I forward it to you guys. I just keep it in my save mail and I can just grab it real quick and forward it. So and if you ever need it to open the document, it's there. Um, so anyways, I would recommend you could even get a three ring binder and put it all in a binder. You could, um, you know, put it all print it and put it in the TLC book and keep it in your horse trailer or your house, whatever works best for you. But I highly recommend you do the entire program because just doing the video reviews doesn't get you all the other stuff, the, the foundation, the, the, um, the mental game, all the things that are really important. So I would highly recommend you do that. Um, and then I want to finish the pot or the podcast this week. I, like I said, I have about 14 videos to get to today. And, um, uh, you know, I, I really want to talk about a couple of things that I've noticed lately. I've been teaching a lot of youth writers right now. And, and I find that as a mother, um, as a mom, I love being a mom. It was like the best thing ever. When my son went off to college, I was really empty nesting him and missing him. I didn't think I'd be that way because I always had my horses and my barrel racing and my passion, my business with TLC. And I've been blessed to do it my whole life, but I still really, really missed him. So I know what it's like to be a parent and want the best for your child and want the best people in your child's life. So I just wanted to say when you're picking, um, you know, when you're picking someone to coach your child or you're picking a trainer or you're picking anyone in life, you know, teachers, leaders, um, you need to look at things and say, am I picking this person because they're popular right now? They're on the leaderboard. They're ahead in, in popularity. Or am I picking them because they will be a good role model for um, my children? Or uh, they would be good to my horses? Um, 
you know, do they have honor and integrity? Are they sorry for their mistakes? Because, you know, everyone's made mistakes in their life. You know, and do are you sorry for your mistakes? Does God know your heart? Does God, do you put God first? Do you have values? Are you kind to everyone? Um, do they have good sportsmanship? You know, are they um, always trying to do better? Um, or are they, um, are they someone who bullies other people? Or name calls other people? Or gossips? you know, about everybody negatively? Are they people that lie? Um, are they narcissists? Are they all about me, me, me? Um, you know, are they just, you know, constantly flipping horses or, you know, just not, not, you know, uh, what am I trying to say? Just the, the values and principles that you would want for your child or the, the care that you would want for your horse. Um, when you make these decisions, I really feel like you have to, you know, ask that stuff, maybe pray on it and decide. But, um, you know, I, I really think everything comes down to, you know, the quality of um, intention. And um, and you really can't get where you want to go in life without the foundations and I, I think you have to have foundations in every aspect not just the training aspect but in also the emotional mental things where you're proud of yourselves and and um and all that and I'm not saying we all make mistakes we've all made mistakes and I think with age you know it's easier to look back and say you know oh you know when you're young you do foolish things or you know you can go back and look at um whatever but when you're an adult hey it's time to be responsible and um and do the right thing so anyways um I just wanted to end there and just say keep that in mind when you're picking a trainer for your horse or a a coach for your child and um and all of that so thank you guys for always tuning in and I'm going to get to doing the videos before my lessons this evening and um like I said, we've got six things, um, six files I'm going to be going over the next few weeks uh, for my program. And I hope that you guys find it, uh, you know, inspiring to make you want to get out there and get more education with your horses or even just more team building. So thanks for tuning in. As always, God bless and ride with heart.